And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. You know the deal. On a Tuesday, we look ahead to the next week's tournament. Hope everyone enjoyed their one-week vacation in between seasons. Patrick Cantlay seems like, oh, I don't know, a week ago when he won the FedEx Cup championship there in Atlanta. And it all starts now a week later in wine country, Napa Valley. It's called the Fortnite, no, Fortnite. Sorry, I keep saying that. Every time I look at it, it's a Fortnite championship. The Safeway Open, Silver Auto Resort in Spot North. Great spot. I've been there. I was sicker than a dog when I was there doing an event, but I did play the course. And it is a great spot. And to, to get the season started right, we bring back one of our favorites, Brandon Guptill Gup. How was your uh, one-week vacation, my man? It was awesome. Actually, it, it turned out to be perfect for me. I play in a member guest up in Tulsa every year as a guest. And uh, with NFL back, it's definitely a lot going on. But to have to have a little bit of break up there without golf, it was uh, it was nice to enjoy um, without having to double double work PGA NFL. But yeah, ironically, I'm, I'm kind of excited. You know, I was, when I got up just yesterday and this morning, I was like, ah, man, I wish we had more time off. And then as I started digging in and going, I'm kind of fired up about the week and, and the season again. Get seven, eight tournaments here and then take a little winter break. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, we do this, the Fortinet Championship, and then it's the Ryder Cup next week. I'll be uh, up there. We'll actually do a uh, Stripe Show podcast live from the uh, Ryder Cup up in Whistling Straits. That'll be fun. And then uh, the Sanderson Farms, of course, there in Jackson, Mississippi. We get in October, it goes Shriner, CJ Cup, Zozo, Bermuda. Nice run there. And then in November, we get the uh, the Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba, Houston, RSM Classic, and then some fun hit and giggles, Hero World Challenge in the QBE shootout. So we've got some golf, folks. Don't go anywhere on a Tuesday. We've got you covered as we look ahead, look at some fantasy golf here, call it the matchup. We'll get to it in a second. And uh, we'll give you some thoughts maybe on some win tickets um, as well and some other guys that we're looking at that we feel have some equity, top 20, and those types of things. But, Gup, I got to ask you first here. Um, this is, you know, last year we didn't get the graduates from the Corn Ferry Tour because of COVID. So they had the extended season. So this top 25 that's coming out, which we're introducing to each one of them to our audience on Fridays, we've had a number of already to this point. Austin, Austin Smotherman did a great job. He's one of the top 25. We're going to introduce you all to him. And, um, but here they are. All 25 that graduated are at the Safeway Open, the Fortnite Championship. And there's a few names that you've kind of got your eyes on, but this is always fun now to see some of these guys, some more experienced than others, to come out now and mix it up with some PGA Tour veterans. Oh, dare I mention, the number one player in the world is there, John Rahm. What are a few names that you're looking at here? Top 25 from last year, the graduates. Yeah, I think uh, wherever we've come in this industry, PGA, DFS, um, you know, especially with guys like you, you know, have a lot of great insight coming into this side of the industry has, has made it uh, awesome. And I think that's going to be a big deal during the, during the fall swing. And then not only that, even the pros are playing a lot more in the fall because they start seeing this FedEx money and they look back and you saw the shift two or three years ago where some of the pros said, man, I can go get some nice FedEx Cup points uh, early in my season and then set up my schedule. Um, uh, Adam Scott's mentioned it. I'm coming over earlier in January, February than I ever have Rory, stuff like that. Um, is that why Rom's here or not? I don't know, but uh, it's w a lot more exciting uh, with the, the graduates and the young bucks. And then some of these pros that are sticking around for some of these tournaments in general, uh, guys like I really like, uh, you know, early, we'll see how popular they are this week. Um, I've been a big the golly fan, you know, the Haskins award winner from Pepperdine. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he's going to have a, a great career. Um, he's been, he's played in a few tournaments, but technically a rookie now this season. Um, Taylor Pendrith will be one of the bigger known names. I think, um, you know, these guys, I'm looking at how they finish their season, the form, uh, their pedigree to an extent. So like a D golly, you know, you can see that, you know, Pendrith had four seconds, uh, and the corn Ferry, 12 straight made cuts, to, uh, in the season. Taylor Moore was one that I noted. Um, his last tournaments was only a fifth, a seventh, a first, a second, a miscut, and a tenth, and a tenth. Um, so great form coming in. 
Uh, a little less known, maybe. Uh, he's out of here, out of Edmond, UCO kid. Josh Krill made 10 out of his last cuts on the uh, Corn Ferry, a first, a missed cut, a 54th, a 10th, and an 8th. So pretty good form there. Like you mentioned, uh, Smotherman's a guy that seemed to increasingly get better and better as that mm-hmm. season went along. Um, Wu is another one that's pretty known. Grayson Sig are guys uh, that, that I'm looking forward to seeing tee it up with the big boys this week. What about the uh, the guy from Chile? Mito. Oh, yeah. Herrera. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mito, man. He's, uh, you know, we've seen I, him earlier this year, this summer. And, uh, geez, he had, let's see, he had a, a, a fifth at the Barbasol. He was sixth at the 3M Open. He just missed out on a medal. Uh, was in that playoff, finished fourth at the Olympics. I mean, so Mito's got a little bit of experience. It's going to be fun to look I, at him. I like Penrith. You mentioned him. Yeah. I almost see Mito's name and think of him as a pro now. Just because he's <laughs> he's second in my overall model this week, and I forget that you know, he got the three win promotion deal, and I forget that like it, that, and that's how well he's played. Like it's not mm-hmm. been fool's gold with him. So I, yeah, I completely blew by it past him. <laughs> yeah, I mean he has been out there, right? And Steven Yeager's got some experience out there. We know what he can do. I, I'm with you on Taylor Pendrith. I think he is a he's an interesting player from Canada. And a guy that can that can really get it going off the tee. He's kind of got an unorthodox swing. I was texting with his coach, Derek Ingram, who teaches a lot of Canadian players up there. Worked with Taylor, Nick Taylor, for a long time. Um, I'm drawing the blank on Mr. Canada, our ball striker. Corey uh, Connors. Corey Connors, excuse me. Yep. Just went blank there. My man, Corey Connors. My goodness. Yep. Tout Corey all the time. He's worked with Corey for a long time. And now here comes Pendrith. I believe um, Corey took him in on some of this when he's played and, and kind of been a roommate or, you know, hosted him in his house at times yeah. and stuff like that. So kind of been a little mentor for him as well. And of course, Will Zalatoris. I mean, he's the name that we all know. I mean, he's oh, the yeah. guy that was there at the U S open, had a great run. Um, I think the putter, when he came out, it was surprising to me. I knew he was a wonderful ball striker. We knew he could go off the tee. We knew his approach game could be dominant. We saw plus seven plus eight, Strokes gain approach a few times. His putter, I think, overachieved a little early, and that was his run. And then it kind of it kind of tailored off. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see with Will, can the putter get back to some form? T to green, we know he's going to have it this week. If he has a great putting week, you know, he'll have many chances uh, to win. Cameron Young's another guy that just absolutely obliterates it off the tee. We had Cameron Young on the podcast. What a great guy. Um, this dude is and played in the U S open as well. This guy can, I mean, just crush the golf ball at the tee. Seth Reeves, um, I think is a player who, you know, can, can kind of get you with the fairways and the greens can really do it that way. Um, but you know, we always run these models and it's interesting, all these stats that we do have available. And we're kind of starting here because these are the top 25 from the corn Ferry tour coming in. And there's going to be, a handful of players out of here that we're going to be talking a lot about this year because they will flourish like we've seen in years past. It's proven the corn Ferry tour produces great players. I heard Xander Shoffley say, this is the most talented class that has come out. These 25 top to bottom. And it, it seems like, and you got guys just the way things worked out over the last two years um, that have won over in Euro, Aaron Rye, uh, Lipsky, Herbert, that, that are also part of this top 25 that, you know, they've won on, you know, on the Euro and they, and they just as strong. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know, you probably have a better idea than me, a Cornberry event versus a Euro event. I don't know strength and all that, but these guys have, and they played in a few events here in the U.S., so um, uh, some more guys that will be talked about, I'm sure, in the industry. Absolutely. You, you know, you want to, you want a ball striker off the tee strokes gain off the tee, some stats from last year, Pendrith, as I mentioned, you know, he's probably the top guy. Mito's a guy that can get you get it done with the driver. Curtis Thompson is a guy, Seth Reeves. I mentioned, we know Will Zalatoris. There's Adam Svensson. You go to strokes gain approach. Zalatoris, probably the best iron player in this group. Uh, again, there's Adam Svensson. I would put right there, David Lipsky, great iron player. Um, Andrew Novak, great iron player. So can Mito. So there's some names there, you know, Zalatoris, Svensson, Mito, probably your three premium kind of ball strikers when you look at it with the driver uh, and the iron game. Then you go around the green, Steven Yeager, no question, one of the best uh, around the green. There's Adam Svensson again. There's David Lipsky again. Nick Hardy, we've seen from Illinois. 
great short game player. You go to putting who can putt in this group. There's Taylor Pendrith. Interesting. I always, I always love these players who it's like Bryson. That's who tell, reminds me of bombing off the tee. Great putter. That's Taylor Pendrith. If you get that iron game in between look out because the Canadian can roll it. Dylan Wu um, can really roll it. Brandon Wu can really roll it. David skins, another player that can roll the rock Taylor Moore. So these are some guys that you're going to be hearing about. And as we start getting down into six and seven thousands, where most of these guys are, we do have, let's see. Well, we got Will Zalatoris, no surprise uh, at 10,500 and Steven Yeager is at 8,200, but you start getting down in the sixes and sevens and you're looking for some names, something there might be appealing to you. All right, let's get right to it here and get to some of the big names. Not a bad field here. There's some good guys here to consider on the top end. We're going to go through each level of pricing, give you thoughts on just about every player, and then kind of narrow it down to some of our favorites. John Rom, folks, is at 12,100. You ever seen a big number like that before in DraftKings? 12,100? That's huge. Yeah, this is my, I think, fifth or sixth season kind of covering it 2015 2016 is when i kind of got into it more embedding it it used to be a little more you would see it and and as the algorithm and stuff for drafting has, has improved so much and the betting odds have improved a lot which feed that somewhat you rarely see it anymore because it's so hard for those guys to pay off um it's certainly valid this week i think i mean if he shows up the way he's coming in like there's no one even remotely close to him talent level at all in this field i mean you know matsu willie z these guys are great but mm-hmm. this guy's been on fire at the end the season um outside of covid was the only thing that stopped him or he probably would have had a couple more wins so i i can't argue it but um you know it's gonna be interesting to see how many people want to click that 12-1 and then and then it's gonna force you know certain builds so but i mean he it's hard to hard to pass on him it is he's been dominant i thought he was a player of the year patrick cantley ended up getting it but rom from a strokes gain standpoint finishing major championships it wasn't even close over cantley and of course we know the win was taken away from at Memorial due to COVID and others. So Hideki, he's at 11,000. Webb's at 10.8. There's Willie Z, 10.5. And there's Kevin Na, 10,000, perhaps feeling a bit slighted, not getting into the Ryder Cup, playing great golf. He was so good in Atlanta. Hasn't played great here. Does have a seventh place finish a few years back. But you can make the case for Kevin Na. I certainly can. T to green. We know he's nifty around the green and the putter can heat up. Uh, I'm kind of liking Kevin Knob at 10. How about you? Yeah, I mean, another guy you talk about, if I'm going to talk about Corn Ferry form and coming in, I mean, outside of the guys like Rom and Cantley, Knob was probably one of the best finishers, uh, finished second, eighth, 17th, and third to finish the season off. And uh, you're right. A lot of it was short game putting was just on fire, making everything. Um, keeping himself in play off the tee. I don't know if you classify this as a, a big ballpark or big boy score. So I, when I say a guy like Cameron Champ won it, even Sink, who put on a lot of length, it leads uh-huh. me to believe, uh, you know, Brendan Still, one of his strengths was off the tee, goes back to back uh, four or five years ago. So um, that would be my only concern with, with the naw is getting off the tee. But, you know, I, I think he's good enough in the other parts of the game to certainly compete. Yeah, it's about seventy two hundred. This isn't this isn't a long course, um, PGA Silverado Resort and Spa North. Um, but I do think you know, keep it in front of you. Obviously, is going to have some value here. And uh, but Nas not going to be overpowered certainly when it comes to um, when it comes to distance. Webb, on the other hand, with the drivers, probably my biggest concern. Webb was left off of the Ryder Cup, mm-hmm. not just because of some injury. He's been fighting some injury but his driver has been bad. This is one of the worst years for Webb Simpson with the driver. And when you're going to play a course like whistling straights, you can't be short and crooked. <laughs> right. You might be able to get away with it a little more Silverado, but I'm going to pass on Webb, and I'll probably pass on will. I'm kind of leaning a little towards not and starting some groups. But then if I go to obviously with some lineups, starting with Rom, then I'll start filling in maybe some of these corn fairy tour guys and others and go about it that way. Am I overlooking Hideki, perhaps, which can tend to be the case from time to time? 
I, I think I think Hideki will get overlooked massively this week um, for all the reasons you just said. I think the number one decision people have is do I go wrong or not? And, and if you go wrong, you got to be mm-hmm. at least equal to the field or, or a little overweight or be very unique in your builds, either leaving money on your table or or however you want to do that ownership type stuff, depending on what kind of site you use. Um, I personally like Willie Z. I played him a lot. I'm a little concerned that. He, he didn't get, he couldn't play in the FedEx cup. So he's, if there is rust, he could have it because he hasn't been able to play. Um, he couldn't, you know, he didn't go to corn fair or anything like that. Didn't need to, he was already in. Um, so he literally hadn't played other than, you know, whatever he's been doing on his own since the Wyndham. Um, and, and ownership may drive that. I mean, I'm probably going to mm-hmm. play Rom. I just don't see a, a safe path to um, not playing him. And then, like you said, I think, I, I think it may be, do you go Matsu if everybody's overlooking him? Um, my favorite outside of Rom though is going to be is Willie Z this week for for you know as we sit here. Yeah, Willie. You know we haven't seen him since August fifteenth at the Wyndham. Of course, he couldn't get into the tour champ or couldn't get into the playoffs because he wasn't a member. But yet he could get Rookie of the Year. I don't know. It's all just anyway. <laughs> I think it would have been what twenty seventh entering the playoffs. Um, yeah. If he could have, if he was eligible, that's so crazy. Feel bad. Good for him. But he's Willie though, and I mentioned his putting. You know, he started off good, then he had a tough stretch there. He didn't putt good really for the better part of the summer, you know, May, June, July, his putter went chilly. Then in August, you know, he gains four at St. Jude and he gains two and a half at Wyndham. So all of a sudden there he is. And he's, you know, top 10 at St. Jude. He was eighth at the PGA. We know he was second at the master. So we know Willie's a player. We know, that. like we know with the driver in ball striking, it's great. His best splits, he does tend to fare. Okay. With Poa. So, as I dig a little deeper, I certainly could see myself starting some lineups with Willie Z, but I think your point's valid. If you, if you bite off John Rom, then are you going to then do another one where you then bite off Hideki? I think Hideki gets overlooked. I'll pass on Webb. I'll start a few with Kevin. I'll start one with John and I'll start one with Will um, in the 10,000s. All right, let's, let's come down to the 9,000s and they hit us with that name that just was there so consistently last year through the summer, Cameron Tringali um, at 9,700. Cameron hasn't played very well here in years past. Leishman's at 95, Siwoo 93, Munez 92, Harold Vonner 91. And there's Cameron Champ, who you mentioned won this event back in 2019. Sink was 2020. Uh, Kevin Tway, I believe, was 18. And then Brandon still went back to back in 17 and 16. So you look at the nines, take me to a name or two. Yeah. I think the one that jumps out first is, is Munoz for me, uh, 9,200 played, played very well. Probably has had to be his best year on tour in general, finished really strong, uh, 29th, 21st and the 29th at BMW. He was one of the guys I think just missed out getting into the final 30 at the tour championship. Um, you know, form is good. Uh, par five DK DK scoring is a little bit, um, below where I'd want it, but the rest of his game looks tremendous for this course ball striking. He's up there eighth in opportunities inside 18 feet, uh, birdie or better, which I think is going to be important this week. He's 17. So, and I like, he's played here. He missed cutting a 33rd. Um, so I definitely like Munoz and I like, um, I like champ because we saw some flat. I mean, he went through a, a bad drought during the middle of the year, um, and then he, you know, peaked again, uh, started to look good, finished pretty well, uh, outside the win here. He also had a 25th, um, his first time here, he missed the cut, but showing some flashes. And I don't think he's going to pop other than he's won here. People want to go that route because of that bad streak he had, um, California guy. So I, I like champ Munoz to, to start it out. H 3 would be there, but I think h 3 is going to be very popular uh, this week as well. Yeah, <clears throat> man. You like took it right off of my sheet here. Like those are the exact two that I'm looking at. I I think Cameron champ could be very good here. We know he can do it off the tee strokes and off the tee is very dominant. You look at last 50 rounds, he's right there. Top three. Um, His putting's been fine. Um, I I think you look at his par five scoring a bit of a surprise, not real good. Um, so you'd like to see maybe a little bit more out of him there, but yeah, you know, champs just one of those guys that you kind of wait all of a sudden he goes plus eight and putting and, and wins, you know, or he goes, he's got that where he can, he can flash a little bit with the putter too. And, and the rest of the game is there. So we know with his length, he's going to be dangerous. I could see he's got a lot of win equity. 
I like Hammer Champ a lot, and I like Munoz too. He's he's probably my favorite in the nine thousands. You know, Tringali surprising hasn't played well here at all. Um, he's got let's see, he missed a cut last year, and then he's you know t forty four, t forty six. I think Leishman deserves a look. He was third back in twenty twenty. Uh, when champ won and then Harold Varner's had, he's got three top twenties in the last five years. So those are certainly the names. So give me uh give me Munoz and, and champ sprinkle in a little bit of leash. Fair enough. Yeah. And I, I'd agree with that. And I, my sprinkle would probably be uh HP three. Uh, Cause the others I don't, like Tringali and Siwoo, I no thanks on this one. So I kind of kind of in agreement there. Do you see uh this name popped up to me earlier when you said it? Is there some comparisons between Cam Champ and Pindrith? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think as you look at game. like yeah, driver putter, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of the strengths. Yep. So those are always in- very interesting players to me, you know, because man, I can drive it a long ways, keep it in front of me, and I'm a and I'm a top shelf better than average putter let's not go yeah, to the top it, yeah. quite yet right yeah. better but than they average. catch they catch fire with the putter with the other part of that game it just makes it i mean they can get and we've seen it twice with champ you know so he's yeah. done that now he can go sideways in a hurry we've seen that as well but um definitely think he can be in play this week and it may go a little overlooked just with some of the people that typical model runs aren't he's not going to show up there uh real recent but uh, i think he turned it on the last last six weeks for me enough that i, I want to play him at nine thousand this week yeah, you look at, um, geez, you know, I, I think Penders is probably a better putter than Champ, to be honest with you. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Penders Champ's is a better putter. Champ's a little you know? more streaky. Like, he can get hot, but he can definitely have a cold putter for sure. Yeah, you look at Champ, he'll go he'll go for like three or four weeks. You know, like all of a sudden, boom, three or four weeks, and then it's negative two, negative three, negative two, negative three, negative two, you know, for like um, two months. And then it's yep. two or three, and then off he goes. Um it's kind of like that with his iron game too. It's always interesting when you get players like that. Cause can, it's almost like, you know, for champ, I don't know if I would Pendrith. Yes. Driving probably a little better putter. We'll see how he does in the approach game. Um, but those players are always interesting. Can they do enough with their iron game? Where then we're so used to saying, can they do enough with their putter? Right. It's like, Oh, you can hit it, but he can, he putt like Doug Gim. Like there's so many of those examples. Right. And then you get guys like, Oh man, he's long. And he can putt and he do enough of his approach game. Right. And that's kind of, I think the question for, for, for Pendrith, who will be easy. I'd love to see those two play together. That would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. All right, let's move on. 88,000. There's another former champ folks, uh, Ami Agrino at 89. He won this back in 2015, man, Charlie Hoffman. I, I just feel like it's disrespectful. And he's, I mean, really he's down there. Under some of these other guys at 88, there's Homa, California guy, 87. McNeely went to Stanford, 86. You got to like Reeves ball striking at 85. Todd, 84. Stenneker, 83. There's our first graduate, Jaeger, Stephen Jaeger, 82. Mickelson, we know, likes it here at 81. And then Mito, Herrera, 8,000. Taylor Gooch, 8,000. Why does my boy Hoffman always seem to get a little overlooked? I guess the streakiness a little bit. Um, you know, he got really hot fire there, uh, you know, for a while um, and was extremely popular while doing it. Um, and fin- and then kind of went through a little lull, but finished pretty good um, in the, you know, didn't make the tour championship, but 21st and a 38th in the last two events. I think he may go a little under the radar here. He's actually, he was going to be one that I mentioned um, third in my overall model. He, d- he doesn't have the course history here, uh, 56th and two missed cuts. So I think people may decide to pass on that route, but stats wise, I mean, he hits all the way across the board and um, I like him a lot in general, you know, he, he plays great in Texas. Um, you know, I've been to a lot of those events and watched them, you know, obviously the green sticks out. Um, but I, I like him at 8,800 and I like him this week. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. have plenty, I'll have plenty of Hoffman this week and, and kind of hope he goes under the radar again. Yeah. I like Hoffman too. I tend to kind of lean towards him a little bit. He's been good to me though. I like Chez too. I, I think you got to lean here a little on Chez at 8,500. He tied for third here last year. You know, Chez always ranks out so well off the tee approach. He's not overly long, but he's going to keep it in front of you. 
Um, you know, you look at this fairways gain stat, greens and regulations stat, he's going to check out well. The question is, you know, can he do enough, I think, with the par fives and can he do enough with putter? Those are always the questions with, with Reavy. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean a little on Snedeker here. This feels like a Snedeker type of week. This feels like a Snedeker type, of course. He's had a couple top 20s here in the last three years, including a second back in 19. Poa, although smooth, more probably not as bumpy as we would see it late in the day in some other spots. Poe, it's kind of more of a Poe and bent kind of mix. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you Stenaker too. Uh, that's a name I'm gonna, gonna be playing at 8,300. And then there's Jaeger, as I mentioned. Um, Jaeger, you know, I think his strength's probably more around the greens, and um, and is a pretty good iron player too. He's not gonna beat you. He's not gonna beat you up off the tee. But I think he is probably going to be in that just maybe average, slightly better than average approach game. I think he's an exceptional short game player. Um, so he's he's one that's got some experience and could be interesting. And then Phil at 8,100, who knows? I still can't believe that Phil won the PGA Championship. I, I just, <laughs> I still can't believe that that happened. And he just, it's amazing to me that he went there and won that tournament. Now he hasn't done a whole lot since, and he's going to be the vice captain next week. I don't know. I, I it just feels I'm probably going to, I'm not going to play Phil this week. You No, I, I think, um, I think Mito is going to be probably one of the more popular. Um, I do like him probably would avoid, you know, I probably set up some stacking rules depending on where you use your stuff in our optimizer. And I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd start Mito and Rom because I think that's going to be a very popular uh, combo because he's he's cheap and it kind of makes balances out that ROM play, but I do like him. Uh, we mentioned Hoffman, but then one that I'm, I'm kind of high on. I talked about him yesterday on my, my Monday pod. Um, I think Gooch has the potential. I don't want to say like a Sam Burns, but it kind of reminds me career path that he could take that next step this year. Um, on the cusp quite a bit this year, just inconsistent a little bit. Burns made a big stride this year. Um, he's an Oklahoma state boy. So, you know, f- local around here, um, plays out at my club. Everyone, you know, from time to time has a good gathering there, but I, I like him at 8,000. I think, I think he could be a great pivot off of a chalky veto as well. I just like his upside. I like his grid. I think he could have that mm-hmm. kind of year this year in general. I'm going to be high on him early. Um, and so I like Gooch, uh, Gooch and Hoffman. And then, you know, I'd eat the Mito if you want to go that route, I think it will be popular. Yeah, it's an interesting comp, you know, Gooch to Burns. Um, Gooch is probably, you know, Gooch can have great driving weeks and then he can just fall off the earth, you know, with his driver. Um, I mean, you just take his run, Northern Trust. He was, I mean, he had a great run of driving from May through August, just blitzing it. I mean, plus five, or excuse me. Here we are. Yeah. So the last, you look at him in the, uh, I was looking tee to green. So you look at him here in the Northern trust, he lost, you know, a couple off the tee at the Northern trust and BMW before that he lost four at the travelers Memorial. But then before that he had a nice little run of driving. So it's like, I think Burns is the better driver. There's no question approach game could be pretty close. Those two pretty close from an approach game standpoint. I think Gooch is better around the greens. And I think Burns is probably the slightly better putter, you know, when you, when, when you look at that, but that's interesting. I think with Gooch, can he do enough with the driver, maybe elevate that a little bit more, get the ball in play and off we go. And he's certainly, certainly going to need it this week. I'd probably need a little more talking into when it comes to Gooch this week um, at 8,000, but yeah, Mito is probably going to be popular at 8,000 and, and Jaeger probably slightly overlooked when you look at the two corn ferry tour guys coming in Mito, perhaps the sexier play, but I'm going to stay with Sneds. I'm going to stay a little bit with Chez. And then on the top end, you know, the more expensive, I think you gotta, you gotta look at, you gotta look at Charlie Hoffman. Let's get to the seven thousands here. A couple guys at 7,900 Perez and Gim. I can see I can see myself playing both those guys. Yeah, Gim pretty much comes down. I mean, T degree, and he's one of the one of the top in any kind of model you run. He he's definitely it all comes down to 
can and when does he find the putter? And if he does, I mean, he's going to be right up there. Um, Perez, yeah, he was on, he's, he's high up there on my list as yeah. well. Uh, I could see either one of them being in play this week for sure. Perez is playing good golf right now. Let's see how he's done here. Pat Perez, T9 last year. I like Pat Perez, 7,900. I'm, I'm a sucker for him. I mean, total sucker. Um, we know his ball striking is phenomenal. Oh yeah. He's working with um, Derek Uyeda now, who's a really good putting coach out in California. And they have been for about four or five months, I believe. I'm really interesting to see if, if Gim can take some strides with the flat stick this year, if he can, he's going to be an ATM machine. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolute ATM machine. Speaking of good putters, there's Adam Hadwin at 7,800. Roger Sloan, 78. Roger had a nice little finish. Last year, played some yep. very good golf. They interest you any of those two 78s? Um, not as high as some of the ones we're going to get to here in a little bit. Um, I do like how Sloan finished. He, he finished strong. Um, you know, greedy player came, you know, when it came down to what he had, he knew he had to do and, and got it done. Um, you know, some he's probably the one I'd have interest in out of, out of both of those, um, uh, at the 7800 range. See Sloan. Yeah. I mean, 31st Barbasol, 16th, 3M open second at the Wyndham. And then he missed the cut at the Northern trust first leg, but he did get into the playoffs. So Roger Sloan, we seeing that name popping up in our models everywhere as he seems to Charles Howell, 77. There's Taylor Moore coming in from the corn ferry tour at 77. Lucas Herbert, um, 77 Herbert, always an interesting player. That dude, we talk about great drivers. That guy's on the other end of the world. Um, his driver, he struggles with Harry Higgs has had a decent track record here. I think Harry Higgs is an interesting name here. He finished second here last year. T 23. There's horses for courses, folks. Guys show up. They like the sight lines and they just tend to, you know, feel comfortable, let it loose, play instinctive, like the greens. I think Harry Higgs is a big fan here. In fact, I'm pretty sure when I interviewed Harry Higgs on the Stripe Show, it was this week, two years ago. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to go back and look. Anyway, I'm playing Higgs at 76. Count me in. Brian Stewart, 76. Sepp Straka, 76. Kazire 75, Ryan Moore 75. C- I like or, uh, I've been, high, I've been high on I've been high on Kazire for for a little while. He's been on a good upswing. Um, you know, and, and he was a cat. I mean, printed some money as far as DFS goes because people weren't one of those things. Where if you go back too far in the history of the stats, he he was on a you know not playing very good at all, and then he just hit a stride and um, played really well to end the season. Um, I think he has, he had a second here in 2016. And then he's one of the guys that when I looked, I was like, I think he missed like three straight cuts. So I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, but at least he's shown he can play well here. And I think his game is in a good spot. He wound up getting into the uh, FedEx cup all the way through the BMW finished 34th there, just missed the tour championship. So I like him in general, um, play him a lot. I don't think he'll be very high on at all. So he's a, he's a good, you know, low end guy that I'll, I'll play. I kind of like Brian Stewart too. You know, he's had, he's had some success here. T3 last year, T17 and 20. I mean, at this price range, 76, T20, not bad. All right, sign me up for that. So, yeah, give me, I like Higgs better. Probably play a little bit of, probably play a little bit of Steward there. There's Fratelli, who I think will get a little play here. He... Telly, yeah, he had a top 10 a couple years ago here. Um, tends to pop up at places like this. So he's the gala. I like Any interest? Him. Oh, yeah. I'll have some of him for sure. He's a guy that <laughs> uh, I'll be heavy on, have for a while. I, I, I like his game in general. Yeah. He, uh, a little bit different. Um, streaky at times. I mean, he, he's a guy that could easily miss the cut, but right in this range where I think, you know, uh, he's same price as Pendrith. Um, Pendrith will probably get way more ownership. Um, you know, even Bramlett who just finished strong is right below him. So he's in a, a range where I think he could go under the radar and um, I'll definitely be playing some of him. 
interesting group here, Sahith, and then you got Aaron, Aaron Rye. That's how you say it, right? Rye? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, Aaron Rye. Um, kind of an interesting name at 74. And then, of course, Brendan Steele is going to get some plays. won it twice. Yep. At 74. And then Taylor Pendrith at 74. The 74 is like, it's like blowing yeah. my mind up right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be popular, too, because I think a yeah. lot of people will take ROM and they'll drop down here and just start peppering guys and, and get different combos and just hope they pick the right, get the right combos depending on how they're building. Yeah, man, I think there's a lot to think about there at 7,400. I like the, I mean, I, I like those four. With Brennan Steele probably being number four. Yeah. In my ranking, you know. Of of the seventy four hundreds, you know, I'm I'm gonna sprinkle some Pendrith. I'm gonna I'll play the game off the tee and some great putting and see if I can filter in a little bit underneath. There's Lanto seventy three. He's really cooled off. Adam Shank, pride of Evansville, Indiana, seventy three hundred. Joseph Brantlett, seventy three. Brantlett, another one of those players, very good driver, very good iron player. You do enough with the putter. So I was saying earlier, a lot of those guys, Bramlett fits into that category. Can he develop? I think that, that wedge putting game, you know, from 120, tighten the proximity, make more putts. That's the category for me that Brantlett finishes into. Kiradek, Affy, Barn Rat. A pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's Nick Taylor, seventy-three. I mentioned him earlier. Yeah, like uh, Taylor. Taylor can be up there. Uh, Troy Merritt, seventy-two. We saw him play some good golf down the stretch. The Boise State Bronco. Adam Svensson. I'm really interested to watch this kid. I really am. I, I think you're going to be seeing Adam Svensson um, again. Another Canadian. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to be seeing this kid. I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see a decent fall season here out of Adam. I like, uh, I like, I like his game off the tee and I like his, and I like his iron game. And, and to me, if I, if I can get that, okay, I'll roll the dice on the rest as far I'm as. Not, not sure why, but he did play back here. I mean, cause he's, he's new, obviously, or he's, he's one of the great, I mean, but he played here in 2018 and made the cut and got 41st. I don't know if he was an amateur back then or just Monday cute or what, but um, does have a little experience on the course, which for some of these other guys that don't, um, you know, being newbies, um, that, that's another positive with him. I'm going to put money on him to win. That's how good I feel. Let's see. He's won three times on the corn Ferry tour, by the way. Yeah, he's like 150 to 1, 170. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. 150 to 1. Why not? Right? Mickelson, 80 to 1. Just in case. Aaron Rye is 80 to 1. Your boy Gooch, 65 to 1. Champs, 45. Charlie's, 35. Z- Willie Z, 22. Hideki, 22. Kevin Nas, 16 to 1. Wow. Nas getting some respect. <laughs> Webb Simpson. 14, then of course, Rom at three. <laughs> Getting down. Amazing to territory. think that Rom is that much better of a player, right? Yeah. It's flirting with Tiger territory. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like just how dominant he has been, yet not the player of the year. Anyway, posted 72. Doesn't feel like a place where you can, this doesn't feel like a place for JT. Mm, no. Hudson Swafford, he was on the pod a couple of weeks ago. What a good dude he is. He is one that's on my list. He's yeah. high up there. Yep. Ninth mm-hmm. overall, my model for me, I'll probably be playing him. Nothing great here, but three made cuts, but he finished really strong a 37th and 11th and a 17th in the season. Uh, just missed the tour championship, but um, I like everything about him. He hadn't played great here, but I'd, I'd argue he's maybe playing some of his best golf right now coming in. So um, if he can make the cut when he wasn't as solid as he is now, then maybe he's got some good upside in it at 7,200 bucks. It would just mention all the names that are going to be popular. He could be a good, a solid play this week. Yeah. I like that a lot too. He's, he's good on POA splits. Um, Northern trust 11th BMW 17th folks. That's, that's some heady stuff. That's uh, I like Hudson Swafford really nice run here with his iron game. Really, really nice run. I think Hudson Swafford is, 
is priced too low, frankly, at 7,200. That seems he's down here with JT. And then there's Doc Redman at 72. Redman's a uh, staple of mine. I'll play at least some of them. He finished third. <laughs> he finished third here last year. Um, so I, at least he likes the course. Like you said, he, you know, a third here uh, a year ago, um, you know, his game just so, I know he's working on a lot of things from everything I've heard. And it, when he's on it, man, he's good. He's so yeah. good. He can get in top five in a hurry. Um, he'd be a flyer only, but uh, you know, third last year gives me some kind of hope. Nothing crazy with him though. All right, here's five guys at 71. Any interest? Luke List, Tom Hogue, Grayson Sig, Russell Knox, Hank Lebiota. Hank, great run last year. Russell probably, let's see, Russell was ninth. Yeah, he was ninth last year he played here. And then Luke List was fourth back in 19. Any I, may play, I may play a little bit of um, Sig if he's not, too talked up. I know he's one of the one of the darlings early. Um, yeah, I still like Le- Lebiota. I mean, he he's solid yep. in my rankings. I don't I don't hate that at all. There's some in the sevens uh, that I like, but I, I'd play a little bit of Lebiota and Sig out of those five. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Definitely Lebiota for me. I'd have to look a little deeper on Sig. I, I like Hank. Um, I, I would probably nudge list a bit, although I, I tend to not be on the right side of Luke, Luke more times than not, but Hank, you know, Hank, Hank's got some game now, folks. I mean, Hank's kind of, you know, he, I, I could see Hank Lebiota taking the next step this year. I really could. I, I think he's, I think the lefty out of Florida state has some game and I think Hank it's putt. very balanced too. He can definitely putt too. He can putt. He's good around the greens and his approach game is a little under the radar. So I, I'm getting more excited. I was excited by Hank. I'm more excited than Hank because I look a little deeper here. All right, seven thousands. Any names here? Alex, yep. Smalley, Chesson, Hadley, Patrick Rogers, Chad, Ramey, Scott, Piercy, and folks, we've hit the bottom. Matt Kuchar at seven thousand. <laughs> uh, absolutely love Smalley. Um, played him at Wyndham. Gave him away as one of my super low. He's a Great kid out of Duke. Um, shot. Uh, he was eight under and through two rounds at the Wyndham. Shot two under on the weekend. Finished strong there after a bad uh, uh, Saturday, you know, shooting four under. Um, finished 29th. So I like that. John Deere, he runs out um, his first tournament on the tours. I think he got into the Corrales or something back in March, but in July uh, shot eight under through two rounds at, at TPC deer run. And then even, even on the weekend, but I, you see those spikes of being able to go, you know, kind of low. Um, and I like his game limited size, but I do like his game and I watched him a lot. So you actually kind of know, get the feel for him. And I think I really love him this week at 7,000. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, one of my favorite low cheap plug them in guys of the week. Patrick Rogers works himself back in after going back down to the corn Ferry tour finals at Victoria national, which I'm wearing that hat today, Victoria national, great spot. Um, and here he is. I would probably throw a little bit of Hadley in there. Yeah. Yep. He's a guy I mentioned on mine actually. And like yeah. I said, just a gut feel. I like yeah. him. I, will be Hadley. I think those are the two for me in sevens. I'll, I'll sprinkle some Chad Ramey in uh, okay. just because he's been so – and I know it's a different tour, uh, but 26 straight made cuts, 11 top 10s over on the Corn Ferry. Um, at that price, certainly got to think his game is pretty strong no matter where he's playing at. So um, I like some some Ramey at 7,000. So those three will kind of be uh, – I'll sprinkle those in throughout lineups. That's some good stuff. Love it. Love Chad Ramey coming in. I just, you know – can't get you can't get that inside everywhere here folks like you got it we're we're giving you some stuff to think about not just the big names but we're 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 introducing you here to the next generation of players too and strengths and weaknesses man i'd it'd be so it'd be really cool to see one of these guys come out and win this thing like i did like a savenson or um um hendrith ramey like it'd be that'd be really cool all right six thousands let's give them a couple names here anybody We'll give them each. We'll give them each two names. You okay. go first in the six. 
I like Cameron Piercy. He's probably my top play in the sixes. Um, 6,800 bucks. I think he's um, a 23rd and a 7th the last two years here. So played this course well. A 37th at Wyndham. Um, that was his last on the PGA. Stat-wise, um, you know, a lot more than some of these other guys unknowns. But uh, putter is really the thing that can be up and down for him. Tita Green plays well. Ball striking, he's ninth in this field. So Piercy at 68 would be my first one. Um, and then a, a sleeperish that I mentioned earlier, uh, low, you know, I just like him coming in is, is Josh Krill. I'll have some of him, uh, Oklahoma boy from Edmond played at UCO. And, um, I think he'll be one of the not talked about grads, uh, or, you know, rookies coming in. So I like to sprinkle some of him. So I'll go Krill and Piercy for my two, six K guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had Piercy was up there for me. I kind of like Ryan armor at 69. 6,900. I think I'll, I'll throw him in there. Uh, I do like Ryan Armour's uh, off the tee game. Approach game stacks up for me. He's putting pretty darn solid too. It's a lot of fairways. You know, he's a good wedge player. Proximity, 125 to 150. Like, yeah, I, I can, I like Ryan Armour. I, I'll, I'll give you him. I definitely had Piercy. Oho checks out pretty decent. Yeah, he was another one for me. Hogs up there. Am I going to do it again? Am I going to fall into the trap again of Kyle Stanley? <laughs> I'm not going to do him. it. I mean, if Kyle Stanley could just put a lick, just a lick, what a difference. I mean, he's just, as far as rating goes, he is my top model rated 6K guy. I just can't, I can't ever get there. I, I never get I'm him at. right. <laughs> never that's get him I'm right. I mean, I'm like, that's it. We, we feel the exact same way. I just cannot get it out of my mouth to, because I, I, I feel like I'm in this situation all the time with, with Stanley um, at 67. Yeah. I mean, you're certainly, you're much safer with Percy, I think um, from a 6,000 range. Um, you know, Sam Ryder is always interesting. Great putter, good wedge player. Okay. Ball striker, probably right in the, right in the, in the middle there. I think that's one to, that's one to look at. Um, as we continue to move down, Dylan Wu's at 64. We talked about him. Nick Hardy could be interesting at 62. Like that's a guy that, when you look at him now coming from the Corn Ferry Tour, could be an interesting player. Allow me to throw Nick Hardy in there. As a guy, why not? I need someone low. I'm top heavy. Get me down in the low sixes. Who would you pick? I think it, it would be 6,200. It's just weird to see like Bill Haas now living in the 6,000s, isn't it? Like <laughs> Bill Haas won the FedEx Cup. And it's just yeah. funny how things, how life changes. And of course he had the accident, um, but... Yeah, and the guy that I mean, we mentioned at the start off the pod, and he—I think you had him on. You said recently, but if you're going down that cheap, I, I wouldn't hate Smotherman at 6,300. I think he's right. you know coming in potentially with a good, good form and um, off the corn ferry as well. Yeah, Smotherman and yeah, that would be Smotherman Hardy. I think those are the two off the corn ferry tour that I would lean on in the six thousands. Looking for uh, that up and comer, you know they're going to be excited. You know they're going to be nervous, but you also know that these kids are not afraid. I mean, they're not afraid. I mean, like, yeah. Okay. It's PGA tour. Oh yeah. There's John Rom. Cool. Like get out of my way. Like, you know, like they know yeah. what they're doing. They've got a lot of reps under their belt. They're going to come out and they're going to go. Now they got to learn these courses. Course setups can be a little different on the PGA tour. Pins more tucked. certain things. No question about it. There's a learning curve, but as far as like in awe, as far as like, Oh my God, there's web. Like, I don't know. I think this, that shock factor is not as much as perhaps um, as it used to be. So look for these kids to come out and play. All right. We talked about a lot of names and a lot of names that you probably haven't heard of, but that's what we're going to get this time of year and particularly kicking off the PGA tour season. It's the uh, Fortinet championship Safeway open. You got to put your lineups together now as we will, but those mm-hmm. are some names 
that we're looking at as we put together multiple lineups? Well, just because it's rare that this happens, but the way that with the Monday Q and all that, two guys that we don't necessarily, DraftKings may price them sometime this morning. That Monday Q that I really like, I've been high on them for a while, is Justin Suh and Adventure at Oklahoma State. Both of them Monday queued yesterday, played well. Don't know where their price is going to end up. Obviously, when we research and all that, they're not in yet, but those are two that you keep your eye on as well, depending on where their pricing comes in at. So, Suh, who was the other one? Chris Ventura. Ventura, yeah, okay, yep. yeah. Played well. Both have been playing really well um, as of ten the season. Suz yep. Monday queued us several times here towards the end of the year, so he's he can go low. So I yep. like both those guys. Just don't know what they're going to be priced at. <laughs> DK Wadham <laughs> later on. <laughs> so many great players talking about Justin Sun, Christopher Ventura Monday qualifying. My goodness, I mean those are Ventura was on the um, Ventura was on the uh, world the um, national championship team. Yes. At yep. Oklahoma State. Correct. Yep. With Matthew Wolf and Victor Hovland. Perhaps you've heard of those two. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Gup, you're the best, man. This was fun. I knew you would bring it here as we we had to dig a little deeper today, right? It wasn't oh yeah. It's just not right in front of you. You got a lot of new faces coming in, and it's just, you know, I got more time to spend here. We didn't talk about Vincent Whaley, who I was big on some last year, has been has kind of fallen off a little bit. Kevin Tway, I mean, 66, he's won this thing for crying out loud. A lot of things to consider when you're putting these uh, events together, but I like it. It's not all about the big names. Sometimes it's about the maturation of the growth and the up and comers next and trying to get out in front of that is, is a challenge and one that, um, that I have a good time with. So Brandon Guptill, thank you. Thanks, Show podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Harris English. Harris English joins the show. And uh, will give us some insight on what it's like for Team USA heading into what I think is a must win for the United States. See you tomorrow. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest Gold-Rated Elixir and Low Compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.